honored to be here tonight, and I, I really mean that. I appreciate all those good words, brother. I, I just wish my wife was here to hear all that. Uh, I don't feel like I can tell her all that you said, but <clears throat> thank you. <laughs> thank you, and I'm honored to be in this house. There's a beautiful spirit here. Uh, it's a clean spirit in this house. Um, a man's done his job to keep the house clean in this day and time. And uh, I want to give honor to Brother Riggin and his wife. God bless her. <clears throat> God bless this church. And uh, I've been having some voice problems for about, I don't know, six months. Seemed like six years. But <clears throat> coughing, but I'm, I'm here. Praise God. And uh, I will tell you that this man, this man, uh, your pastor did more probably for our church in three nights than, than most folks have done in an entire revival. And uh, we don't have an admirational society. I just, I'm telling the truth. We don't get up here and brag on each other. I am telling you, this man has got an open pulpit. I told him, I said, if you'll do it, we'll do this every year. Praise God. And uh, <clears throat> he said he would, so... Uh, Thank God for that. Amen. Well, <clears throat> I'm under no illusion that I can help or add, but I'll just do what I can do. That's all I can do. I know Jesus is coming soon. I really do. Not so much about what's happening in the world, but what's happening in the church. And uh, there's more telling us about, about his coming and what's going on in the church. church. Maybe I'll be out there in the world, world. but, but uh, I know he's, I know he's coming, coming and he does have a church. And it's ready. Praise, Praise God. God. And I, I know, I, I know he, he gave me this pulpit early, I guess, didn't you, brother? That's the, I do that for long-winded preachers. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't like long-winded preachers at our church. Except me. And uh, so I'm going to try. <laughs> I got a bad voice, but I didn't know he gave it to me early. And I'm going to try to give it back to him before long. Praise God. Amen. Matthew said it this way. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Did he say it? For, for they shall be filled. That's what he said. He did not say, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after revival. Nor did he say, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after church growth. But he said about righteousness. He also said, but seek or desire or hunger after you first the kingdom of God. And he said it again, and his righteousness. Now, brother, I just got one speed, and that's wide open. And so I don't want to burst anybody's, I want you to come back tomorrow night. But I, I, just, I just got one speed, brother. And, and I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get up to speed here. But he said, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things whatever things that he talked about 
all these things that you need that are necessary for your well-being, for your prosperity in the spirit. All these things shall be added unto you. And in Matthew 23, 23, this is not a real good way to, for the first night here, but he said, woe unto you scribes, <laughs> Pharisees and hypocrites. Now that's not a good way to start a revival. <laughs> he said, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. And then he named three, faith, judgment, mercy. He said, these ought you to do and not leave the other undone. I'd like to talk a little bit tonight about some weighty matters. Now, to some folks that you've already lost them because they do not want anything weighty. We live in light Pentecost. It's not going to be real weighty tonight, but I... I'd like to talk about three areas, work in three areas if I can. And I, I can tell when a church has had preaching because they talk back to you. And they talk back right. Amen. I, I like to talk, preach to black folks. They, they talk back to you right. <laughs> you may not can preach, but you sure think you can. Amen. <laughs> They make you feel like, man, I'll try this again sometime. But I, I don't want that silly spirit on me tonight, but I'm feeling at home. And uh, I want to talk and work in three areas if I can. Hunger, hunger, hunger. Loving, loving, loving the truth. And, and having a respect and an honor for the, for the ministry. I feel that these are some of the weightier matters of restoration, of revival, of renewing, of reaping. I can appreciate all the programs. I can appreciate everything that people do reaching the lost. And if it's a real effort, uh, I can appreciate that. But I, I feel like I'm talking about something greater than than even knocking doors tonight. I want to I wanna start here tonight if I can <clears throat> by reaching back for an old threadbare, worn out theme, revival. I still believe in revival. I, I believe it's more than a series of services. I believe it's more than a, an evangelist. I, I believe it's a spirit that gets a hold of a church. And when a revival is just right, it'll, it'll last longer than one revival or one evangelist or two evangelists. It can last longer than the springtime and it can go into summer and it can go into fall and it can tarry. <coughs> and I, I really think tonight that I, I got my finger on some of the needs tonight in all of our churches. And all of our lives. I remember a time, and some of you probably do too, when you, you could say that you had a greater hunger for God than you do now. It, it was called our first love, first love. When I, when I go to a church just like tonight, 
I don't, I don't look for perfection. I don't, I don't look, elder, for somebody to be eschatology, think about the end time like I do. I don't even look so much for standards. I, I think there's something deeper than all of that, and that's a hunger for God. And what I'm saying is if there is a hunger for God, regardless of what's wrong, it can be fixed. If there is an old-fashioned, unmistakable craving to be in his presence, to, to have his favor, to establish communication with him daily, it's a hunger. It's a hunger. Now, I'm, I'm nothing tonight. I, I, I'm not just saying this. I can't preach like your pastor, but I do know that, that when I find hunger in a church, uh, I know that there's hope. But when I see everything perfect, as it were, and, and everybody just sitting there, and there's no hunger, there's really cause for alarm. I don't mind telling you <laughs> that I have already picked it up, brother, and I, I'm not sensitive or spiritual, but I, I picked up what I wanted to feel tonight. There's an old-fashioned, there's a deep hunger in, in this church. Why don't we pray right now and ask God to touch our minds and our hearts here tonight. God, I, I need you tonight. I need you. Why don't you pray that God would somehow restore, restore hunger to us tonight. Hunger to us tonight. Hunger. Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. Every little, every little baby has it. That birth pain is not just a, it's just that. It's a pain. It's their survival. That's their way of, you're, going, you're not going to ignore them. I promise you. God put a mechanism in there that, that, uh, that is a sign of health. That is a sign of energy. That's a sign of life. And I have noticed that the older a man gets, dealing with the process of death, that there will be a time when Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 that desire will fail. Hunger will stop. That's the process. That's the death process. The whole body is shutting down. All the systems are shutting down. Death has set in. Hunger has took its flight. I remember when my beloved father-in-law was at his crossing and what a crossing it was. But I remember we started whispering around that family that he's not eating. He, he's not eating. And when you get to a certain age, if you and I may not be eating, it may be a sickness, but 
There comes a time when if you don't eat and you don't have an appetite, just understand that something major has happened. And when you come into the house of God and you're not hungry for it, I'm just telling you something, something is, you've been eating somewhere else or something, you've been eating something else. And, and so I, I want to talk a little bit tonight. You know, when, when God got ready to judge Israel, he, he did several things all, every time. Number one, he would shut the mouth of the prophets. And there would be less places for him to preach. And his circuit would become smaller and smaller. And he would give them women and children, Isaiah said, to rule over them. I don't know if he just meant effeminate men and, and, um, and, and silly or, or, or whether he, he put some bossy women. I don't know. I'm not going to get in trouble here tonight. You know, I know you don't have any bossy women up here, but brother, we got them in Texas. I can tell you that. <clears throat> Praise God. If I want them to know it, I'll tell you. Amen. But he took, he took the, 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 the man out and he put the woman in charge and the children in charge. And then, brother, he would take that hunger away from them. And tradition would take over. And the habitual things would just, and the, the wheels would clang home, but the oil had been gone long ago. And you could tell there was something missing in the singing. You could tell there was something missing in the prayer. It was just sort of traditional. It was just sort of habitual thing. It's, it's just what I do on Wednesday or Thursday night. And, and there was something missing so, so deep in them. And everything became light. And, and, and the prayers, are you listening to me? The prayers became light. And, 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 and their heart really wasn't in it. And, and you couldn't really put your finger on it. But they had that far away look. And they lost that zeal and that intensity. And uh, the pastor knew it and everybody knew it. Has something happened, something happening here. And uh, so it would just go on and on. And that was the judgment of God coming in on this place. I, I, just, I, I just want to preach a little bit and I'll let you go. But, but I want you to know that hunger has its own, own characteristic and own personality. You cannot hide hunger in a service. You can't do it. This, this crowd's too small. If it had a thousand, a hungry man stands out in a thousand. I remember, brother, I remember at our church... It was on a Sunday morning when hunger came to visit our church. Saturday evening, we had a, <clears throat> uh, our ladies down taking care of Sunday school business for the next day. They called me and said, oh, 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 oh Brother McMullen, we, we got a, a strange man. He's come in the church. And I said, well, <clears throat> what, what's, what's going on? Well, well, he's in there praying is what he's doing. <clears throat> you know, he sort of think you miss the whole point sometime. I said, he's praying? He said, yeah. 
I said, well, I think it'll probably be all right, but I will come down. So I came down and I introduced myself to this fine-looking, clean, praying man. He said, Brother McMullen, I hope you don't mind me coming to your church to pray. He said, you see, I'm on vacation. And said, when I'm on vacation, I, I don't leave God at home. And I don't leave church at home. And said, I find a place. And said, uh, if they'll let me pray, said, I'll, I'll pray. And I said, huh, sir, we, we need to pray. You pray in this sanctuary. We, we, we went to church the next morning. Hunger showed up, brother. Uh, I'm just telling you, far from, from me, I'm putting myself at the head of the line, but far from our traditional way of doing things. It's an old-fashioned hunger that you wouldn't hardly recognize you. When you first got this Holy Ghost, brother, you, you would never recognize what you were if you seen you today. That, that man came in, brother, and we was, uh, the organ was, was, was trying to get started and and uh, and and we cranking out an old song, and you you don't have dry Sunday mornings. I know that. I know you don't have quite sun. I just know that. But we had one. Well, we had several. Still do. And uh, he comes in, and he's sitting over here about the middle where this brother is. Maybe maybe a seat back, and and our dead dry. Sunday morning. You know, tradition makes us look good. I'm just telling you, we are in control when tradition is running the place. You turn hunger loose here tonight and you can't control hunger. I mean, somebody just liable to stand up right now and pray if, you, if hunger turned loose tonight. You, you just, you just, and, and you know what my prayer is? God return hunger to me. You, you may be seated. <clears throat> Amen. Hunger, <clears throat> hunger can't be controlled. They, they can just, <clears throat> they can have a groaning, travailing spirit right in the middle of song service. This guy stands up over here, brother. And I'm telling you, we hadn't even got started in this great, great church of the Frigidaire. I'm going to tell you, if you're not careful, you'll think because you got the doctrine, you got it. God says, I want somebody that will hunger after me, hunger and thirst after righteousness. You want to know where revival went in the land? I'm going to tell you, when we stopped seeking God's righteousness and we started seeking revival. 
brother. The so-called revival hijacked our pursuit for God. We don't know what revival is, but it's going to be good when it gets here. We've sought it for years and years. When I'm telling you that that can be included in what we're to be seeking for. But the Bible said to seek God and his rightness, his righteousness. And his kingdom. I suppose revival is in that. I'm not knocking that. But I am telling you, years ago, men sought to be in his presence. They sought his nature. God says, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me being me? Why don't you want me? Why don't you want in my presence somebody? I'm going to tell you, brother, if you'll let your life make room for this hunger, I'm going to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, God's going to call you up to the front of the line. God's going to start that dreaming process again. God's going to start that gift again. Healing's coming to this house. Deliverance is coming to your life. But I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I feel this strong in my spirit. We are hungering after cars. We're hungering after jobs. We're hungering after money. We're hungering after family. We're hungering after things that are of religion. And God says, what's wrong with me? Oh my, oh my, oh my. You may be seated. You may be seated. This man comes in here, brother. I just want you to know he stood up and he said... Praise the Lord, and brother. It's quite, quite as a cemetery. I'm telling you, we looked at each other. They didn't know who he was. I met him the day before. Face red. Hunger, hunger came to our church. I never will forget it. I never will forget it. He said, "Praise the Lord." It's, it's so, it was so out of place and disturbing. And then he did it again. Brother, you could tell it was coming from way, way down in here. Somebody over here said, bless him, Lord. Well, he was blessed, brother. I'm just telling you, somebody said, praise the Lord. And somebody else said, hallelujah. And that guy got out and he run around our church here in the morning. And we hadn't even, we hadn't even sung a song. We hadn't even had a penny march. We hadn't even got birthdays. Old tradition had to take a back seat. And somebody over here said, praise the Lord. And somebody over, and I'm telling you, brother, that started at 10 o'clock. Now you listen to me, folks. At 10.30, we hadn't left. We were still there. It was beginning to, to re- at 11 o'clock, we hadn't, we hadn't, we hadn't dismissed. At 12, we were still there. One man in an old dead church. 12.30, we were still there. One and one, 2.30, we began to break up. 
said, I told him, I said, I, I don't know what would have happened if it had been two of them. We'd have probably still been there. I'm telling you, God came in that place. We were laid out all over this sanctuary. That's what happens when somehow hunger, pride, and tradition, and old ways of doing things that keep us in our tradition. Hunger don't make a fool out of you. But I'm going to tell you, when you get hunger for God, hungry for God, you pursue him. It's not just in a service like this, but it becomes your number one goal in life. Let, let me make a couple of statements, please. When a man loses his hunger for God, eventually he will lose hunger for all things spiritual. The job will be the main thing in the family. The, the, the talking in tongues will be a secondary thing or a thirdly. Miracles and healings will just seem so far, far off. And people praying through and renewing. It's just, it's just something that happened way. I'm telling you, brother, you, you just got to understand when hunger comes back into a man's life or a woman's life or a church everything that's in that book becomes possible to us you got to understand that everything in this book becomes available it's within reach of a hungry man I have asked God I know this seems presumptuous and arrogant but I said God I want to be the hungriest man in this world for you. Have I made it? No, 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 no. But I'm working on it, brother. And, and let me tell you something. There's really not much going to happen to you anymore in the spirit until you get that hunger back. You'll have a few temporal blessings. You'll be in a good service and, and you'll run and you'll shout and it'll be a great thing. But I'm going to tell you what, things come to a screeching halt because when you lose this, there's another love that rises up and that's a love for self. Don't have to be sin, but it's for itself. Well, I'm going to get some spirit here tonight. I hope, I hope I'm not offended by anybody. I'm just telling you. I can't, I can't preach this way to every church. They look at me like I'm something to be auctioned off, brother. I'm going to tell you when I walk in a church and feel what I feel here tonight, brother, you just understand the sky's the limit for this church right here. There ain't no devil in hell can stop this church. Your future is bright. Your future is bright. You got a great future. You got a great future in God.
আমার just a moment or so I, I, I don't know how to say this I, I really know one thing spiritual things come to a close it just shuts down tradition has to kick in when the burden and the hunger is gone traditions what hold us together it's holding every religion together in this world it holds them together not an ounce of God but that tradition so strong We just come on our nights. We just do our thing. Hunger far from our life. Wouldn't it be something if if God, you see, if God's going to do anything in this world, hunger has got to come back to North America. And I am telling you, if you will entertain hunger for God, you will be the rarest person in the church. It is gone, brother. You hear me? It's gone. It is so rare. I, I appreciate the ministry. I appreciate all the men. They are peers and elders. But I, I don't try to act like a preacher. I'm a saint of God. I don't try to sit in. Brother, when it comes time to pray, time to worship, I'm telling you I was a worshiper before I ever become a preacher. And when my preaching days are over, I am a born worshiper. That's what I am. If I have to choose between prayer and preaching, there's no contest. I was praying long before I started preaching. And if the Lord lets me live, I'll be praying a long time when I after I can't preach. You hear what I'm saying? There's something in your life that would steal the hunger for God right out of your life. Something needs to rise up in you. I'm telling you, brother, the apostolic church is fighting for its soul. Its soul. When hunger goes, faith goes. I don't know how to say this. Riggins really don't know me and I really don't know him. I just have such respect for him and his wife. I wanted him to come. But I'm going to tell you, I, I, I don't know how to say this. Somebody says he's just talking. No, I, this is my life. I live this. And when I go to these meetings, I'm going to tell you, there's a sophisticated unbelief that sits on the pews. And it can be on these pews. Agreeing with everything that I'm saying, but not going to do it or believe, or you don't believe a word of it. I'm telling you, 
telling you, I believe as long as a man's living, God can heal that man. No matter what disease he has. I don't care what stage the cancer is. I'm telling you, God can heal that man or that woman. I'm going to tell you, Elder, when you get ready to do this on some of these platforms, you understand you're taking it by yourself. There's not enough amens in five or six hundred people. To, 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 they, they, they want to believe it, but they don't believe it because their faith has died because they're hungry for other things. I hope I'm making sense. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not strong and I'm not tough, but I'm going to tell you when I know what I know, I, I just go for it, brother. I mean, I fight, I fight for everything I get in some of these places. I am a believer that God can heal here this week. I am a believer that no matter how long your situation has been the way it is, God can deliver you tonight. And it don't take him all to all time. It don't take him a lot. It just don't take him a long time. And when you say something like that, it blows their mind. I remember I was, uh, I'm taking some liberties here tonight. You folks don't even know me. But I, I, I remember in a church that had all, it looked perfect. I told him, I said, I was preaching a conference and I said, God's up to something big here tonight. That blew that one out circuit. They talked about it for months. They couldn't, they couldn't think of nothing else. God's going to do something big here. He may for somebody, but he won't here. I went back. I went back six months later. They told me, I "said brother, we never heard such stuff as that in all our life." And brother, that's just common stuff where I come from. I'm just going to tell you: when the devil takes that hunger out of your life, you will doubt that God can do anything. Somebody needs to say in your mind, "He can." Come on, say he can, say he will, say he has. I'm going to tell you, God wants to break something this week right here. again I, I really appreciate this response this is an expression of hunger
I made that statement, brother, and I knew I knew it didn't fly there. And so I went on and I preached my little message. And I trudged through that. And these are some of the most precious people in the world. Clean, pure, pray, love. But that hunger... best singing in the world but it was just sort of good singing there's a woman there that was going to have to leave after the meeting I didn't know it this is the way God seems to do with me I'm not a healer but I know the healer I'm going to tell you all you got all I have to do is preach it and it happens That's no boast. I'm poor in spirit. I am as dependent on God, but I do preach it, brother. And I'm going to preach it here. I'm going to tell you the devil's been around your house long enough and he needs to get on the run. You've been fighting for your life long enough and it's time for you to have deliverance. I'm telling you, it's time for the devil to take his hand off your finance, off your mind, off this church. Take your hand off in Jesus' name. finish be seated I, I preached and trudged through that and this has seemed the way God does to me brother <clears throat> I just preach and the next morning God seems to have done miracles he seems to say I'll handle this all by myself she had palsy her mother had died with palsy from probably right here Forward, she had lost all her hair. She was in a die, death had set in. <clears throat> She's going to sell her stuff, go down to a very liberal church to live with her son. But God, everybody say, but God. Come on, say, but God. But God. <laughs> Brother, I'm telling you, while everybody else was fighting with that thing that God's about to do a big thing. I mean, what has happened to us that he can't do big things? Brother, he made a big world. He operates in big portions. telling you she woke up and when she woke up she knew that God had healed her that night I mean a terminal case brother and and I God help me you know I was so strong with this 
that night because I was fighting spirits. I was fighting sophisticated in high places. His sermon was, you really can't expect God to do it overnight. It just takes a long time for some things to happen. It was a death killing, a faith killing. But God had already done the work. I'm going to tell you, brother, she, she received her healing. That, that thing went all over that place and, and that little old statement that God's up to a big thing, he said, Brother McMullen, you've got to come back up here and finish what you started. Well, I didn't start nothing. When I got there, brother, I'm telling you, that woman was 75. Brother, she is acting like a 66. She got off that piano and round that. God had healed that woman in a terminal, terminal, and this is the way it happens. Oh! I don't come to preach sermons, brother. I come for God to work in this house. I'm not boasting, elder. I'm not boasting. Nobody knows who I am better than I. This man knows where Eva Dell's at. You can't be proud when you're pastor in Everdale. You got to go home. Somebody said, just, just, uh, where is Evadale? I said, well, you know where Houston is? He said, yes. I said, well, it ain't nowhere near there. <laughs> it don't matter where Evadale is. God's there. Yes. I'm going to tell you what happened last week. We had a, hun- when this man came, we had a hungry man walk in. A hungry man. A man that had three tattooed tears on his eye. That's significant to the Penal Institute. That's either he's had three hits or three people he's killed or he's been in three times and they advertise. And brother, he came to church and I'm telling you all I was praying, God, keep that guy under control. (laughs) You know, I'd hate to mess him up too bad, but... (laughs) That silly spirit coming on me. But I saw that guy. He had this beard. He had this beard. Looked like, looked like a devil. I'm telling you, God got to talking to his heart. He started crying. I'm telling you, we gathered around him last Sunday night a week ago, and God knocked him down, and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Brother, if we had doors, we could open up and let hunger come in here. He'll say, I'll take over now. I'll take over now. I baptized that big old guy Sunday night. I'm telling you, they had people come to see him. him be baptized. They said, Brother, Brother Mike Mullen, we, we know, know this, this man. He's a bad, mean man. And God's but he had to get hunger first. Uh, I'm not even through, but I'm through. Let me, let me just say one more thing. On the day 
Pentecost. There was two Pentecosts there. Down in the streets was traditional Pentecost. You got to understand they've been having Pentecost for 1,500 years. I mean, that's the original bunch. I'm just telling you, you talk about the original. That's the roots. Pentecost, 1,500 years. Cold, lifeless, lost meaning. While in an upper room, hungry, starving, Pentecost. <laughs> God, know what it is. I was told to wait here. 120. I'm going to tell you it's in this house right here. You understand this? It may not come in a night tonight, but if you'll let it, I'm going to tell you in the morning it'll be stronger than it is today. And tomorrow night, hunger will be stronger than it is in this place tonight. And if you'll allow it, brother, and let it come back to your life. Sunday morning, brother, you understand when hunger comes to church on Sunday morning, there's no telling what's going to happen here, elder, Sunday morning. I'm going to tell you, traditional Pentecost come in and just close, cross their hands and sit there. Feed me, preacher. Come on now. I, I did my thing in the song service. And, and while hungry, that's where we all started, brother. Let's lift our hands right here, right now. I brought you a message tonight. It's yours now. Come on, man. Somebody needs to pray like a man here tonight. <coughs> Somebody needs to pray like a woman that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. <coughs> if you'll make room for God to give you hunger, come on around with this altar with me tonight. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be up tonight. I'm going to be up praying for you, praying for me for this meeting.